Does the day you were born impact whether you're a great leader? Can astrology unlock the pathway to leadership success? Hi, I'm Josephine Corcoran, holistic career coach and astrologer, and my podcast, Astrology for Leaders, Aligning Your Career to Your Purpose, is where we'll find out. I've been an executive coach for over 20 years, facilitating and training leaders to achieve professional and personal goals and practicing astrology for the last 15 years. I also appreciate the profound impact of connecting leaders to their unique astrological blueprint to give them access to their leadership abilities around governing, strategy, communication, relating, driving and empathy. Over the coming weeks, I'll be interviewing leaders using their birth chart as a lens to explore how they've harnessed their strengths, overcome challenges and found meaning in their work. My desire in sharing these accomplished leaders' stories is to demonstrate the extraordinary benefit of understanding your unique astrological blueprint to enable you to work in a way that is equally impactful and fulfilling, and to learn a few interesting facts along the way. Hello and welcome everybody. Today I am so excited to be talking to the wonderful Alison Izzo, who is the digital editor of Body and Soul magazine. And she is also the host and producer of the award-winning podcast called Healthish, which launched earlier in 2020. And she has a long career in women's lifestyle publishing, both in print and digital mediums. And she really deeply appreciates the perks of being able to wear active wear to the office. <laughs> Alison, thank you so much for joining me and welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, it's wonderful to be here. I'm absolutely honoured and humbled. <laughs> oh, how fantastic. So look, Alison very kindly agreed to have a conversation with me. We, our paths crossed very well virtually uh, during 2020 when actually Body and Soul did a call out for an astrologer. And I was really taken by... Uh, Alison's level of professionalism, the speed with which she got back to me, it wasn't your responsibility necessarily to do so, but you pointed me in the right direction. And I, I thought, I think she'd be really interesting to have a conversation with and to look at, at your chart. And so when Alison agreed, I jumped online and had a look at her chart. And there's so much in Alison's chart uh, around the concept of leadership, the world of publishing, being interested in delve deeply in delving deeply into facts and also not surprisingly there's quite a bit of signature activity in her chart around the space of health and wellness so probably no surprises there so Alison let's jump straight in shall we and mm -hmm. I just want I just wanted to ask you before we kind of go into the astrology a bit about your perspective on um, what your take on the role of leadership is today and why you think it's so important for everyone to step into their leadership qualities in today's age. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think, I mean, as I think I've mentioned to you before, I don't, um, my idea of leadership definitely doesn't come from any kind of LinkedIn courses or um, self-help books or anything like that. I think it's a very hands-on approach that I have personally uh, my own ethos in terms of how I am at work and how I am as a as a leader, which I, sounds even weird to, for me to say. I don't really, I wouldn't categorize myself as such, but I do like to. Um, I'm very proud of the work that I do. I'm really um, 
really um, protective um, and kind of mothering of the people, the team that I work with, the team who work for me, but the, the wider team that I work very much with. Um, so I don't, um, I don't, I don't know, I don't have a natural affinity with the word leadership, I guess, but I do very, very much believe at this time that um, it's important to have empathy for the people that we work with and who work for us, I guess, who report into us in that kind. And I guess um, in the space in which I work, I suppose there is an element of setting a wider example um, because I, you know, I have a, I have a beautiful platform um, on which my work sits. You know, I, I write every day, I communicate every day, I have a podcast, so I'm very aware and um, I take that responsibility really seriously, I guess, in terms of what, um, what example or what I'm putting out into the world and if it's positive and if it's helpful and if it is useful to people. That's my main thing when it comes to making a decision about content or about a headline or about the talent that we um, feature is all about, is it useful? How is this going to positively impact someone else's life is it a puff piece is it a piece of PR BS is it a piece of you know is it is it something that's serving an, a, a, a less higher purpose I guess so I have a pretty rigorous standard in terms of that if that if you want to call that leadership then I guess that's kind of my ethos but um, I do think that the most important thing is to have your um, you know your customers or your audience in my case front of mind and then second to that is the happiness of your team because um, you know, in many facets of my career, it's always if you have a happy team, you have you make a better product. So um, I think that that's the most important thing, and and that that team feels respected and that they have purpose, they have autonomy um, and support, um, and all good things. If you, if you think the best of people, they will usually rise to those expectations, and that's my firm belief. Mm. Gorgeous. Thank you for sharing that. That's a beautiful way to open. And I can't help but ask this question, but I'm wondering, have you always believed in the stars or did exploring your birth chart and a little bit of detail with me somehow change that for you? And if so, perhaps how? Oh, that's just a good question. Look, I have to admit, I'm a bit of a cynic naturally about all things. I'm not, um, even though I work in health and wellness, I'm not a woo-woo. I don't believe in sage smudging or crystals or any of that jazz. I'm a little bit cynical naturally, but I, I don't know. I, there's, there's a lot in astrology that I think is really helpful um, and whether that is because it is a form of therapy and a form of self-improvement um, and you use that as your leverage into being better and and understanding yourself better and understanding other people better and improving your relationships and if that comes from astrology for you then go for it you know I really think that there's so much value in it and um, over the course of working for body and soul and also in my career that we I've spoken, I've interviewed, you know, lots of astrologers and it's, it's remarkable how spot on this stuff is. And I don't know why or how I'm not um, claiming to have the answers, but um, I think that, as I said, anything, any tool that makes you more aware of who you are and your strengths and also can better facilitate, you know, clear, honest relationships with the people that you care about, then that's a great 
that's a great thing and we should embrace it. So I, I was um, curious to see, I haven't had my chart fully read like this before. So um, it was fascinating, but it, it has, um, it's, it's spot on. I can't argue with that. It's <laughs> the, the outcome the proof is in the pudding, I guess. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for agreeing to have this conversation and to go on air talking about that. Cause I think you, you sit very firmly and squarely in the space that a lot of people that are out there also sit in, which is this space of, well, I'm not woo woo, um, but there's a little part of me that can't help but ignore there must be something to this art that's been around or science that's been around for a long time. Yeah. So why don't we use this to do a little dive into some of the archetypal features within your chart and then use it to talk a little bit about your career and how it's unfolded because that to me is really what, what astrology is all about is helping us understand how we can bring the best version of ourselves forward, tapping into our core skills what's available in terms of our abilities and really also understanding what our needs are and, um, you know, a lot to do with what brings deep sense of meaning and purpose, which is something we all now are looking for more than ever. So Alison is born with what's called a stellium of planets in a couple of signs. But firstly, her son, she was born at the time of the year when the sun was in Scorpio. And so that archetypal energy of Scorpio is very much about transformation and about seeking a desire to get to the truth, getting to the bottom of things and to be able to unfold or unpack things in order to allow something new to come through. And that's also strongly connected with that part of you where your thinking mind is of that same ilk. So you really like to think things through very deeply and you bring a lot of structure and rigor to the way in which you go about doing that. So I'd love you to just talk about that, that sort of, um, if you like, natural ability within you to go down to the depths of things and to be able to unpack and whether it's research or whether it's been on a, um, even a personal level, I'm, I'm so sure that for you, doing things on a surface level will never be enough. It's always, you're always going to have this lovely desire to be much more intense with the way in which you engage with others. Can you share yeah. how that's informed things? Definitely. I, I think you would use the word intense and um, look, it's, I think I'm a pretty easygoing person most of the time, but I am, I don't, I don't like talking about the weather. Like if I can't, um, if I don't meet someone and I feel like I can't connect with them or I can't figure them out or I can't get to what makes them tick relatively quickly, I, I kind of back away and I don't see any point in it, if you know what I mean. Like I don't really like frivolous um, surface conversations. It kind of gives me the shits, to be honest. Like It really does. I just, or if I feel like someone's being um, duplicitous with me or, um, you know, they're saying one thing, but they do the other. It just, it does my head in. And I think, as you're saying, like, I do like to get to the truth of the matter, even if it's a dark, nasty truth, I'd always prefer to know what's actually going on. And that, I think that plays out very much in my personal relationships too, you know, whether it's with friends and family or, you know, romantic partners or, or anything, I just kind of need to know where I stand with people. And I really appreciate people who are honest and, you know, even abrupt to other people, to some people that find that kind of thing rude and, and can put you off. I don't mind it. I, I would rather take someone who's um, 
honest to the point of being rude than someone who I can't read them. I can't tell what they really think. That just drives me nuts. But I think in terms of work, um, you know, I do think a lot of my job in terms of editing the site and sort of understanding what stories and what content and what talent are right for it is about getting to the truth of the matter. And if something is valid, if something is meaningful, if something um, has importance or if it's, you know, um, can help other people, like that's important. If something's a bit of fluff, as I was saying before, if it's a PR spin or if it's, um, you know, a vanity piece or if it's something like that, I, I kind of, yeah, I guess I, I'm not I'm not an investigative journalist by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying I'm, you know, a spotlight, a one woman spotlight team or anything like that. But um, I think in the health and wellness space, it is really important to have that pretty strong BS um, detector because there's a lot of stuff out there which is unsubstantiated um, and is just people's opinions. And I think it's, you know, dangerous to publish stuff which isn't correct, especially when it comes to mm. people's health. Um, and, you know, that there's a lot of, um, uh, extra focus on that through Google and Facebook, you know, even the way that algorithms are reading content, they really are looking for content that is true and real and expert backed and rigorously researched. Um, and part of my job is to make sure that those things happen um, for whatever turns up on the website. So yeah, um, yeah I, I do like to do my research when I do something, I really do go deep and um, can kind of get absorbed in stuff to make sure that I, I know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, I prefer not to have an opinion. Um, a lot of times I'd happily sit there and listen to other people, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything unless I know that um, I know my stuff. So, yes. yeah, the surface stuff really does, um, yeah, it really does shit me. <laughs> I think one of the beautiful stories about well, one of the one of the lovely um, connections to Scorpio is it is a fixed water sign. So it has a fixed um, one of the reasons why intensity comes up with Scorpio is because it can stay the course over a period of time to really get to the result that it's looking for. I would love for you to share your story about how you got into the world of publishing, moving from a country town in the middle, straddling border between Victoria and New South Wales up to the big smoke of Sydney. Um, because to me, that's a very Scorpio thing with a strong fixed mindset about what you wanted to make happen. Could you share that story? I think um, fixed or to the point of insanity, when I think about um, how I came to, to work where or be where I am now, I sort of shake my head in disbelief because it was, it, it sounds a little bit, um, oh, it sounds risky and I'm not really a, a risk taker by any means, but um, yeah, I, I, as I was saying, as you mentioned, I grew up in um, Mildura, which is a, a rural town. It's not small, but it's a long way from everywhere, basically. It's a thousand kilometres due west of Sydney um, and it's on the New South Wales-Victoria um, border. So um, it was a great upbringing, but I, growing up in a place like that, I didn't really have the awareness um, that working in magazines, which is something that I always loved. I mean, I, I asked for a Harper's Bazaar subscription when I was 12. That was my birthday present every wow. year until I was like 30, basically. Um, and I would inhale fashion magazines. I love beautiful photography. I still love fashion deeply. Um, but I just didn't think that that could be a... Uh, realistic career path for me you know growing up where I did and I didn't even know people got paid to do that kind of stuff it just seemed like 
being an astronaut, you know, it seems so <laughs> far out of my reach. Um, so I went to university in Melbourne and um, I was actually, I was doing an, an arts degree, which I loved. And I thought I might work in, in art galleries, um, mostly because we had an art gallery, like we had like one art gallery in Mildura. And I was like, that, ah, yeah, I can do that. I can see that. That's, that's a realistic thing. Um, anyway, so that was what I thought I was going to do. And then um, I got the idea to um, email, I actually emailed in a writer um, who was listed as a contributor in, in Harper's Bazaar um, because she was doing the same or she had done the same university degree at the same university that I did at University of Melbourne. Um, and she ended up writing for Harper's Bazaar. And I was like, oh, well, if she studied my course and she's now doing what I what I would be my dream job, I should, I, so I emailed her and I asked her how she did it <laughs> out of the blue. And eventually after a couple of weeks, or months even, she wrote back, which was pretty kind. Um, and she's told me that she started interning. And I was like, I didn't know what this was. I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, oh, you just kind of email the magazine and they let you work for free. It's like work experience. Um, it's unpaid, but you know, you learn your way in and, and if you make good connections and a good impression, you might get a foot in when there's a job. And I was like, Oh, oh, that's how that happens. Okay, wow. So I emailed every magazine um, that I aspired to one day work for, which was about 10. They're all in Sydney. I'd never been to Sydney before. And um, eventually, after a while, I got a lot of no's and they're all booked up for 12 months and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Cleo magazine emailed me back and said, oh, we've got two days free if you'd like to come in in three weeks time or something. And it was during university holidays. So I was like, Yes, great. So I like bullied my mum into taking a holiday with me to Sydney. Um, and so we flew in and I, you know, I Sydney's beautiful. So I was like, okay, great, we'll do that. And then I, I sort of somehow wrangled my two days into a week. And then my week, one week turned into two weeks. And I just, I got thrown into the fashion department on my first day and I was just, my, my mind just exploded. I was just so in awe of these smart, funny, talented, stylish women who had um, such self-awareness and um, such charisma um, and, and dressed so amazingly and they got paid to do this. And I was just like, I can't believe that this is a job. This is amazing. They were making beautiful images. I got to go on photo shoots. I spent a lot of the time in a windowless cupboard taping shoes and unpacking boxes, but I, I was the happiest I'd ever been ever. Um, and so I sort of tried to figure out how I could stay and they were like oh well you can come back if you want you can come back every week and I was like okay okay and um so I, I went home to Mildura and I transferred my university degree I had a year left of my study and um packed up my life in my tiny little Suzuki Swift <laughs> hatchback which is surprisingly even made the journey from Mildura to Sydney to be honest and, and I drove to Sydney and found a crappy um, rental and and worked um, a million part-time jobs to pay the rent and I started interning. Um, so I interned two days a week for a year and a half for free um, until finally the fashion assistant role came up and I was lucky enough to get it so I could actually get a job. <laughs> but I think That's a great story. Out, like, what a what a wild thing to do. Like I had I didn't know anyone in Sydney and um, no friends 
no income, um, but I was just, I was just so um, obsessed and so excited to walk in those doors every day. I would have done anything, you know, uh, you know fetching coffee was like the most exciting thing ever. <laughs> I honestly learned so much um, from the team there. They're, inc they're incredibly talented women. So um, yeah, and, I, and that's kind of how I got my foot in. And I haven't really worked I've always worked in publishing since then, and I'm, I don't think that I'll ever not work in publishing, hopefully. I love it. So Well, let's just talk that for a moment, but I, I just I thank you for sharing that story because it's just <laughs> like you've taken me on this amazing journey and just that, that oh. extraordinary enthusiasm and that like heartfelt yearning to move towards something that felt for you just to be like a dream come true. It was yes. just this force to just that you couldn't ignore, that you just had to follow it. It's just a great, great story and very, very strongly aligned to that concept of um, Scorpio being fixed and determined. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make, make this happen. So. I needed it. Like, it could have gone so badly. I ate a lot of tinned soup um, during that time, let me tell you. I was so poor and worked so many odd jobs in order to pay the rent. Um, but... You know. But your heart was clearly full when you were there. And look, it's interesting because when if when we just for the listeners out there, um, there's another stellium or group of planets representing different archetypes in Alison's chart, which are located up in the part of her chart called the ninth house. And the ninth house is where we look to for anything connected to publishing and putting the written word out there. But it's also connected to this concept of what do we really believe in? And this desire to constantly expand your knowledge and to, to put yourself out there to continually to grow and to continue to learn. So with four signatures up there in the ninth house, there's a lot pointing to the area of publishing. So those core signatures within you, firstly, there's this the innovator within you sits up there, Jupiter, which represents your desire to expand and put your knowledge out into the world is in Jupiter it's exalted there so it's a very strong connection to not just publishing and not just expanding your knowledge but it's also about international travel which we can talk to in a moment and the south node is there so it's connected to um, it's got strong meaning and purpose but also the the other piece that's up there is Neptune and that's your inner ability to be imaginative and to be creative and that that signature of Neptune is very much connected to the world of fashion and so those things are those aspects of you are all lining up in that part of your life talk to us a little bit about your adventures in the world of publishing because I think it would be just interesting for listeners to hear a little bit about what it's like to be behind the scenes of these magazines and um, yeah. you know what 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 it takes to bring something into the world of publishing oh definitely I mean it was it was always um, it was always something different I guess that was the beauty of it is each um, when I started in magazines it was a monthly thing so every every month you'd create something different and it was um, such a beautiful collaborative effort and it just um, yeah I mean there was a lot of unglamorous um, things that went on behind the scenes in order to make those um, photo shoots happen. And, you know, I think um, I, after being at Clio, I moved to Dolly Magazine, which I was there for quite a while. And that was an amazing, amazing team and amazing um, training ground. But because it was a teen title, it wasn't Vogue or Harper's Bazaar. 
um, you, we had to hustle. Like we really had to use um, everything at our disposal to kind of make it happen because it wasn't as um, impressive a title essentially. And we had lower budgets um, and a lot of the teams that we worked with the photographers, they were sort of new and starting out as well. And we were all new as well. I mean, I was 20, Oh, three, four, five. Um, and it was, um, yeah, incredibly fulfilling because you would literally create something from scratch. You know, I would be painting giant sort of backgrounds that we would use for, the, you know, canvas backgrounds for the backgrounds of our photo shoots or making props. Going, I went to spend a lot of time with Spotlight, um, going to op shops to source different things. Um, so, yeah, the, the creative side of it was um, fantastic, but it was always it was always such a team effort, you know, between um, the photographers and myself, the art director, the my my editors or the models, etc. Um, and it was um, yeah, it was it made you very resourceful, and I think that that's something that has carried me through in my career because I was very used to rolling up my sleeves and going well we can't afford this, so I'm going to make it, or we can't do this, so let's find an alternative, or I'm going to wrangle, and I'm going to convince someone to let us do it for free, or, you know, whatever it was, um, and you just kind of had to have this kind of really positive, um, I don't know, plant, maybe, <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of um, belief, I guess, that it would all come together, and it always did. I mean, it was stressful sometimes, but, um, yeah, it, it was, yeah, very... Um, fulfilling for that same reason I guess and it did it I think everyone who I know who I worked with at Dolly and also Girlfriend Magazine who was sort of our, our contemporary at, the set, at that time the same thing they really do know how to create something from scratch I think it's um, an amazing thing but to, to your point about the adventures I think that those roles and later when I worked for Elle and Harper's Bazaar and Cosmopolitan it did afford me some incredible experiences and a lot of overseas travel which I um, absolutely never, ever took for granted. I think that my favourite place in the world, even now, is still the international terminal of an airport anywhere. doesn't even have to be a lounge. I mean, lounges are lovely, but um, just walking into, you know, through passport control and being in that space, I know that um, some of my most um, important moments in life or my most satisfying, my happiest times have been when I've been overseas and been somewhere new, whether it's been for work or, or personal travel as well. But there is something exciting about being, um, being on the other side of the world, but still having a, a purpose in terms of your work. So you're there to learn from other teams or you're there to experience something that you can't do at home. And um, I mean, obviously, international travel is off the cards at the moment and might be for some time. So I think those memories are even more um, important to me now. And I feel very lucky that, um, you know, I, I was afforded those opportunities. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was written in the stars for you to be having those opportunities. And I, I do also want to just make very quick mention about the fact that you've got the moon, which represents your needs and what, what sorts of things you need um, around you in order to feel um, well, in order for you to be able to express your, your gifts and your talents and with the moon in Leo, that's a very strong need to be creative and to be able to express yourself. So I imagine that whilst you are visiting Spotlight and whilst you're getting dirty with paint, doing backdrops and things, that all fed that inner creative desire to express yourself in some way, shape or form and that that's just morphed over the years. So mm. I think that's a really lovely signature. The other thing that I can't help but ignore is the fact that you've then got this other tiny stellium with 
only two planets, but they're two, they're the two strong, powerful planets of Venus and Mars. <laughs> Venus representing the inner desire to connect and relate to others, and then Mars representing your desire to take action and be out there in the world. And yours happen to be situated right next to each other in the sign of Virgo. And whenever I talk to clients about Virgo and what the energy of Virgo is, it's very much the modern medicine woman or the ancient medicine woman, I should say. So this desire to bring things into whole, to the desire to heal and to, to seek out your diagnosed problems in order to heal. And so that represents, if there's anything that's going to represent the title that of the magazine or the publication you're working on now, I don't think that you could look to anything further than to the concept of Virgo. So has, has health and wellness been something, and obviously with the podcast Healthy-ish, you know, there's something in there that speaks close to your heart. Can you talk to us about the energy for you or the importance of health and wellness and daily routine? Because all of that's part, is situated in the part of your chart connected to your own health. Yeah, definitely. I think I've always had an interest in it. Um, I think that's in part my um, upbringing, I guess, being a kid, I was always super active and my mum was very, um, very unfashionably at the time, but very healthy. <laughs> when when all the kids were eating chips and roll-ups, I was eating like cacao chocolate. I mean, like um, oh, carob chocolate biscuits and like carrot sticks and anyway, but I, I naturally have always felt better and have been interested in health and wellness. And I think even when I was working in fashion, I sort of, and I have told this to a few close colleagues over the time that I secretly wanted to always be the, the fitness or the lifestyle editor because of that. Um, and eventually I did transition from fashion into health and wellness at Body and Soul. And um, it's been, you know, to be, to be honest with you, I think it's the, my favourite job that I've ever had because it does sit so naturally within the things that I'm naturally interested in and that I feel really passionate about talking and and I feel proud that you know our platform um, across the magazine and the website and the podcast is all of hopefully um, giving people the tools to improve their their health and feel better and all that kind of stuff so it sounds a bit earnest but it it does kind of tick some some deep boxes within me which I guess I wasn't that weren't being ticked when I worked purely in fashion um I still love clothes as my well, that's, that's not going away because that's not going away that's <laughs> definitely going away um but <laughs> uh yeah I think that um the health and wellness stuff is um is always going to be a, a part of who I am and it's naturally what I do and, and who I am anyway so this is kind of the fact that it's also my job just kind of makes everything better or it means I work all the time I mean one or the other I don't know <laughs> probably a little bit of both because working feeds your soul right you know, yeah it does it's it does I don't I don't dread Mondays I never have honestly um a lot of people get the Sunday sads and I can and I mean, there's been a few times where I, in, a, in different jobs where I haven't been super happy to go to work, but 90% of the time, 99% of the time, I'm really, I never dread going to work. Um, I really enjoy what I do. And I don't, I don't mind having to do what I do every day. I, I feel lucky that I get paid for it. So um, yeah, it aligns with my values very closely. <laughs> yes, it definitely does. Yeah, looking at your chart, I was like, it couldn't be a better imprint of what, how you've lived it in your life. Just before we go, I'm really keen for you to share a little bit about your Healthy Ish podcast with listeners because to me it's a, um, you know, it's a space that's close to so many people's hearts and 
talk to me, can you talk to me a little bit about um, how people can find out more about that and what they can expect in, in tuning into Healthy-ish? Yeah, th well, thank you for the space to give myself a plug here. That's lovely. Oh, totally. <laughs> no, Healthy-ish has actually, um, Body and Soul started the Healthy-ish podcast ages ago. It's actually been going for like three years, but we turned it into a daily podcast this year, as you said, um, because of COVID. And we, we did that because... Um, people, our audience was sort of asking for more regular um, episodes and so we made it shorter so it's only we try to stick, to stick to seven minutes so it's meant to be like a daily check-in that does become a habit you know it's meant to sort of set up your day with some not in any kind of it's definitely not woo-woo or not while I'm hosting it anyway um, <laughs> but to set up your day with a bit of intention and just to kind of have an awareness of like what how you could better your day or your week through making a better decision somewhere it's definitely we're not hardcore and it's um very realistic and we all like wine and eat chocolate and it's you know it's not hardcore health by any means um but I think that it is an incredible space where I am lucky enough to be able to call on so many interesting people to come on and, and share their, their knowledge or their expertise or their stories. Um, and we, we sort of touch on everything from nutrition to um, mental health, to relationships and sex, to beauty, to um, fitness. So it's kind of like you, you get a full spectrum of stuff. Um, and hopefully that is something that inspires people to, yeah, just take a little bit more care of themselves in some way. So exactly. um, yeah, it's, it's been a super fun thing to take on. It's actually, I think it's probably the most, my favorite bit of the job at the moment. Um, but mostly because I just get to call in some really inspiring, impressive people to talk to and ask them the questions that I'm curious about. So um, yeah, it's, it's been incredibly popular and we've seen a huge number um, of you know listeners and downloads sort of spike and I think I think COVID was actually kind Amazing. of in a way because people were focusing on themselves a bit more and wanting to look after themselves so it's been it's been a good a good time to do it. Absolutely and look it couldn't line up any better with your north node which in astrological terms points very strongly towards what's deeply purposeful for you and meaningful for you and given that it's in Gemini which Gemini likes to talk to people and unpack information and to likes to network and find out new facts and it's in the part of your chart that's connected to communication whether it's the written or the spoken word which ultimately helps helps educate people that's a gorgeous synergy too so Alison I think we we can leave it there there's so many amazing attributes in your chart and you're doing some great work out there and I really thank you so much for your time today and given that you're not far off having baby number two yeah. <laughs> I'm sending you so much support and love in bringing that second little bubba into the world and um, well, I will make a note in um, my show notes about how they can find out more about you. Um, but is there anything in parting you'd like to share with the listeners? Oh, I would just like to say thank you for this opportunity. As I said, I feel like um, astrology has been such a, an interesting step forward into knowing, understanding myself better. And this session in itself is like a career counselling session. And it's um, incredible the things that you've pulled out that really do resonate um, with me and have throughout my entire you know career but also life I suppose more generally so um, I thank you for this this has been enlightening for me and I, I hope that other people can get the same thing out of it too 
You're welcome. It is my mission to bring astrology into the mainstream to support people to really understand the true essence of who they are and to find deep meaning in the work that they do. So thank you so much for that. All right. Well, wishing you all the best and we'll be in touch soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Alison. Bye. If you would like to know more about me, visit josephinecorcoran.com. I work with individuals and organisations supporting and creating sustainable change in careers and workplaces. You can also follow me on Facebook. Just go to at Josephine Corcoran Holistic Career Coach and like the page. And also my Instagram account at josephine.corcoran. Love to connect with you there. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to you joining me for more leadership wisdom here on Astrology for Leaders.